you say, welcome back to the Nashville Darlings, or whatever you want to say. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you should do that it. That was a great opener. I like it. I'm a little bit of Southern, and I'm a little bit of West Coast. And together, we're the Nashville Darlings. Welcome to the Nashville Darlings. I'm Leslie Scott, and I'm joined by Roxanne in our fancy little studio for another episode of the Nashville Darlings. Did I already say that? I'm not good at this. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Do it it sounded great to me. Cool. I already oh. forgot what you said, so. <laughs> How memorable was that opener? Gosh. <laughs> Dang. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, Roxanne. No. How's it going? How's your week? It's going really good. Uh, I mean, just enjoying life right now and feels like fall in the morning and it feels like summer in the afternoon you know what's killing me though is that like i'm longing for a rainy day so bad all i want is a rainy day and it's like been teasing us the last couple days where like we have this brief 45 minutes of a shower and like clouds and then it's like back to like sunny and hot I know. There was a meme going around the other day that was like, uh, I put my sweater on in the morning and I'm tearing it off by the afternoon or something like that. Yeah, I mean, the weather is so perfect outside. I know. And then it becomes blazing hot. Well, I thought it was going to rain this morning. And it teased me a little bit. It showered for sure on my way out the door. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, you needed an umbrella. What? Yeah, but then by the time I got to the office, it was gone. What time was that at? Nine o'clock. Okay. You know what's weird? Can I just put this in real quick? Mm -hmm. In Dixon County. (laughs) There's like a bubble. Burns, where I am, Mm -hmm. doesn't get rain. It's a Burns bubble. Is this a known thing? Sure. Literally, my mom will send me photos because she's in Dixon and it will be rain, snow, sleet, hail, like all the weather. And I'm like, it's sunny and 80 degrees here. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, like the weather does move west to east, right? And like Burns is east of the city of Dixon. So it makes sense in my head. I don't know if I got that right. And if I didn't, please don't tell me. (laughs) Let me just be smart for a second. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take it, whatever it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, week's going good. What about you? Good. Um, we're gearing up for our client appreciation. <laughs> client appreciation event. Yes. Super excited about it. Yes. Um, Which will have already happened by the time dang, you hear this. Every time. I know. Every time. <laughs> Yes, well, <laughs> we're doing a twofer this week. We're trying to get ahead of our episodes, but this weekend we are having a client appreciation event, which at Leslie, the pumpkin patch, yes, which we'll have to like patch. recap next week. But I'm very mm-hmm. excited about it. It's just at the pumpkin patch. Bring your whole family, do all the activities. It's going to be a really good time. I'm excited for it. Um, and you know, as soon as we like put it out there that we were doing it again, you know, we had lots of people ask if they could join us. So 
yeah we have a ton of people coming Mm -hmm. so for anyone listening that is a perk of hiring a blue door agent (laughs) you are automatically welcomed into the blue door family which means there are fun events all the there's giveaways there's all kinds of fun stuff that we do all year long i love the events because i feel like it sets us apart i mean we everybody can sell a house right but like who can throw a good party and sell your house we can. we can. Yep. Yeah. So. No, it's going to be so much fun. I'm super excited. And we're going to have all kinds of activities and all kinds of stuff going on. So yeah, a whole beer garden and cornhole boards. Mm-hmm. Stuff for the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. S'mores. Oh, I'm so excited. We have this s'mores. It's called S'more Love. It's a catering truck. And I can say this now. I've kind of been like keeping quiet, like who it is. And I mean, I, I've said s'mores and... But, like, nobody really paid attention. But it's, like, a food truck. But it's, like, a dessert truck. Um, Yeah. And they're coming. And they have this cute little, like, camper. And um, they're going to come out and do, like, the gourmet s'mores. Ooh, I'm so excited. Me too. That's going to be really good. Are they coming out of Nashville? Are they out of Nashville? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. They've got this cute picture in front of, like, the Batman building and the river. And, yeah, it's a cute setup. So I'm very excited for it because it's different. Yeah. Yeah. you know, we did the ice cream truck last year. Anyways, all right. We're always coming up with something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we have a lot of stuff even planned for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And there's actually a whole planning committee here. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a whole event committee. Um, we there kind of needs seriously. to be. We take this yeah. very seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. important. We want to show our face in the community and be a part of it and, you know, just love on the people and. I remember our first event was a backpack drive where we donated backpacks and it just kind of like spiraled out of control from there. And it was like, what can we do next? Mm -hmm. What event can we do next? So, yeah, because it is true. You don't really see like I think this area is very community minded in its own way, but you don't really see this isn't like any shade, but you don't see a lot of like events that are sponsored by just a small business coming out to do a bigger thing you know i think it's kind of like a newer concept for this area like i feel like you see a lot of that stuff in nashville probably you Mm -hmm. know but um here i feel like kind of trailblazing you're a trailblazer leslie i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) that makes me uncomfortable (laughs) why i don't know why? It's a weird yeah. call. I don't do compliments. Stop complimenting. Oh yeah, me. she doesn't forward. like compliments, you guys. <laughs> compliments if or you hugs. ever see <laughs> she doesn't like hugs either and I learned that the hard way cuz I came in for a hug one day and Leslie's look on her face was just like <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it happen with other people too, but you know what? She still does it. You still give the mm-hmm. hug and I it's a good hug. hug. Unless it's like a weird, creepy man who's like being no. uncomfortable, then I will back away from the hug. No, I'm like no, we stay away from the weird, creepy yeah. man. <laughs> I try to be selective about it, but yeah. Although I think a lot slide into your DMs. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> or just try and Facetime me on Saturday morning, which is so weird so to weird. me. Does that still happen? It still happens. Um, you have to tell the story. All right. So the first time it happened. I was laying in bed and it was a Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. My husband's laying right next to me. And yeah, it's like 7, 730. And I get this FaceTime call. And I was like, 
what is this? And they were like from Massachusetts or am I saying that right? Massachusetts. Yeah, whatever. Boston. <laughs> um, and I was like, I don't know if I should answer this or not. And I did. And it was um, a naked man on the other side of the phone. So then the next time it happened again, but it was a completely different guy um, or a completely different number, I should say. And um, I was like, oh, no, I'm not falling for this again. It was Saturday morning, early in the morning, which is weird to me. Why? Why on a Saturday morning? Like, why not late on a Friday night? Like, I'm probably going to answer on a Friday night. You never know what I'm out doing. And like, we might have a good laugh about it, but like Saturday morning, like that's not what I want to wake up to. So it's very random and weird. Um, But it happened again. And he, he made it, he ended up texting me like, please answer. And he made it like a derogatory comment that I'm just not going to share here. But, and I was like, "Uh, no, stop block, you know, and I blocked him. But then this guy actually continued and he found our brokerage phone number and he started like, so through our brokerage number, we can receive text messages Mm -hmm. and he started texting that number and I had to block him there as well. And it was just, it was very creepy. So you're getting calls. Is it the same? No, different numbers. Different men. Different men in the Massachusetts area every time. No, so... um, this last one, the guy was from Virginia. And so I thought it was weird. And I thought maybe it only happened to me or something like, I don't know. You know, I mean, as a real estate agent, my number's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, and that's just part of our job is to your number in your face everywhere. Yeah. Um, but then like it happened to Megan one day and she answered <sighs> not knowing. And it was like, thank goodness it was her and not her kid. Right. No. Yeah. And so she answered and she was in the car with one of our other agents, Ashley. And it was just, I mean, it was like hysterical, you know, it's just, it's funny, like, and gross and sick at the same time. It's disgusting. I mean, but the fact that like, there's this ring of men, that's the part that's funny to me. I mean, the whole thing is, is gross. Like they should not be doing this, but there's something in the back of my mind that's like, this is actually funny. There's this ring of men who are obsessed with us. And they get they take the time to get on the phone and get naked like you have like I think about like what's actually going on in their house right now. They're getting naked and they're like, I'm going to do this. I'm I'm making this this choice. Yes, it's disgusting. It's gross. But then it's like, how desperate are you? Because I feel like there are ways if you really want to be pleased, there are ways. And maybe they like that's like a sick way of getting off for them i don't know some people are into weird stuff well taylor got were you here when she got the letter from the man in prison no she got a love letter from a man in prison and he saw her (laughs) oh no she had put her ad in this local like paper and i guess the prison got the paper and so he wrote it came here to the brokerage and I, I mean I, I don't open the mail if you guys get no. mail I hand it off to you but and it was a love letter oh my and he's God. like I'm gonna get out of prison soon <gasps> I feel like there should be a disclaimer with those if you're gonna put an ad in a newspaper I wouldn't even think 
I that was that is a farthest thought from my mind. If I'm going to put an ad in a newspaper or something, I'm not thinking, oh, I need to worry about this hitting the prisons. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, I mean, I or maybe there should be, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot of weird, creepy men in the world. And unfortunately, we are subject to their... We're targeted. Yeah. Yeah, we are targeted. I I would say, like, I, I don't I don't get a lot of that stuff. Like I'm, I don't know. I'm just you guys attract it. Definitely, I think more than than I've been lucky. I I haven't gotten like really gross stuff. I've gotten the weird people who call who are like, um, well, I had that one guy who turns out he he was kind of violent. And he wanted me to, like, show him homes and stuff like that. And he just wouldn't leave me alone. And then there was that whole Facebook thing going around where people were like, do not answer this guy's phone call. That was me. Was that you? Well, we were all responding to the same thing, I think. It was that guy. We were at the beach on vacation. And what's so weird about this is that I went up to the condo by myself um, the kids wanted sandwiches. And so I was like, I'll go up, I'll make them sandwiches and I'll come back down. And so I'd gone up to the condo by myself. Which what makes it so weird is that like the timing mm-hmm. and they, they tell me that they're with Metro police out of Nashville, um, that I didn't respond to a subpoena to show up in court, to be a character witness. Oh, this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I had sold a home and one of my clients was being accused of like, child molestation mm-hmm. this whole thing and like they take you on this emotional roller coaster yeah like one minute i'm so sad and i'm so upset and i'm like what is happening and the way they talk to you yeah is as if it is i mean it's so real yeah and then but then kind of what got them was i said <clears throat> well i'm on vacation i can't come down to the police station and they said well let me put you on the phone with the sheriff's department in pensacola and I was like, well, okay. And the transfer and the guy who answered on the other end was not as intelligent as the first man. <laughs> and so he kind of blew it for him. And I was like, you are so fit. But this was like a 30-minute conversation, you know? And it was real. And he started to get, like, aggressive with me. And he was like, why are you talking to me that way? Like, you don't need to. And it was just because I was questioning him. Mm-hmm. But the thing was is they never wanted money. They never wanted money from me. I I was like, well, how much do I have to send you? You know, they weren't wanting my money. They were wanting to meet me, which makes me go into, oh, my God, what if Uh, I had met them? I've gotten that is so scary. That's like that could have been so many different things that they were trying to do. Like they're involved in bad stuff. Um, I've gotten calls I had two last year where it was a someone was impersonating a police officer and they said they had my name and they said uh, this is a message for Miss Spence because I just let it go to voicemail mm-hmm. um, most of the time if now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because I just I don't want to get stuck on these calls. But um, they were like, Miss Spence, um, we need you to call the Williamson County. Yeah. 
sheriff's office right away. Um, this is detective so-and-so um, about a legal matter that we're currently dealing with. And I was like, this is such a weird phone call. First of all, like something didn't sound right about the voicemail, but the guy sounded like he could have been a police officer, though. And I was like, a legal matter? Like, what are they talking about? So I called the Williamson County Police Department and I said, hi, I'm looking for detective so-and-so. And they were like, we don't have a detective here by that name. And I'm like, okay, I got this voicemail. It said this. So can you tell me what this is about? And they were like, hold on a second. And then they come back and they're like, ma'am, if you get any more phone calls like that, can you please just call us and let us know? But there is no one here by that name. We're not looking for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... It, it, but I'm like, what is the point of that? I don't know. And so when I had gotten my call, the number that popped up was Metro's number. Ooh, Which that's made it weird. even more creepy that they were able to, like, mask their caller ID. Yes. To make it look like it was Metro. So did you hear about that thing? I saw it on the news. I don't watch the news, but I saw like a clip from um, like 60 Minutes or something. They did a whole thing on these impersonators now with the whole AI. (gasps) Yes. Did you hear about the one with the kid? No. So this mom gets a phone call and it was her son saying, help me. Like you have to send $30,000 or they're going to kill me. And it's her son's voice. And she, like, sent the money or something like I can't remember how it all played out, but they used AI to, to convince mimic. her that it was her child. And, I mean, if it's my child, I'm going to do anything in the world. Like, wow, what do you want? Everything. You know? Anything. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's really, and that's the scam that's going on right now. So sometimes when you get these calls and someone is like, I'm in trouble, I need this, I need that, meet me here, do this, um, you don't necessarily know that you're talking to that actual person because they're able to um, also like intercept the the number in a way where, say, if your daughter was calling you, she probably pops up as her name. They know how to make it pop up as her name. So it would look the same as if she was your contact in your phone and then it sounds like her on the other end. I don't know. There's just so many scams going on right now. It's like... And then in the the end, I'm like, what... If you're not trying to, like, meet me or get money from me, because not all of them are. Like, I see this in the real estate groups a lot. Like, the scam um, pre-approval letters going out right now. That's a huge one. Actually, Mm -hmm. um... A big lender um, out of Franklin just posted about this scam letter. But, like, what are you going to do if you can't buy the house? Like, what's the end goal? I don't understand What is the end goal? I think that's the question. I don't think anyone's really understanding what what is going on. Ultimately, like, what do you want? Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. The world's crazy. It's all gone to hell in a (laughs) handbasket. You know? Hell in a handbasket. Hell in a handbasket. There's your southernism <laughs> for today. Oh, my gosh. Well, in Nashville, I just saw a news report that the vacancies in the, um, like, multifamily units, you know, apartments and things like mm-hmm. that are up to 17.5%, uh, which is... A big deal. A big deal. It's pretty high. Um, and so what... So f- 
what that means is that there are too many apartments that are not getting rented out. Correct. But also, kind of to note on that is that rent was increasing year over year by 19%, like Mm -hmm. over the last five years. Mm -hmm. And I think rent just got a little too high. Mm -hmm. I mean, way too high. In some in some buildings, I mean, you're just like, what am I paying thirty five hundred dollars a month for? Yeah, but if not more, five thousand dollars a month. Correct. And the problem that these apartments are running into is now they have to offer all of these concessions, kind of like how sellers are having to do right now. But they're like, hey, you want Here's one month free? One month free. Mm-hmm. Three months free. Some of them were three months free rent. So you so just to get you in the building. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen there. They're going to have to lower the prices. But then I was reading that it's going to be hard for some of these buildings to lower the prices because their investors came in so hot. They did. They paid a lot of money for these really a nice apartments. Money. Yeah. So they need their money. And I was in one yesterday, and I was kind of telling you about it earlier. And this this building is gorgeous. I mean, it's the amenities are absolutely top notch. It's well taken care of, right? But this guy bought this build or bought in this building, and he paid around eight hundred thousand dollars for it, and they're renting it out for five thousand dollars a month. Well, what about the ones who? you know, can't get theirs rented. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you, you only have so many $5,000 a month renters, right? And I think yeah. the only reason why this person took it was because it is a very secure building mm-hmm. and they're building a home somewhere else. And so they just felt like this is a short-term kind of and deal And they could afford us. it. And they, they could, could afford, afford it. But we don't have a lot. I mean, we just don't have a lot of that. I think I think that they overestimated. And I think that's what the article was getting at, that they they grossly overestimated cranes going up in Nashville and there's still more there's still Mm -hmm. more buildings apartment buildings being built and they're like we don't know if we're going to be able to fill them because yes I think Nashville was like is still such a peak destination point for people to move to a lot of professionals are moving here but you know what I think that some things didn't catch up because the cost of living is also different here. So, um, and the wage is different here. So, like, say someone were to get a new job from California, move here from California, find a new job, the salary difference is, is pretty big. So, but you they're still have charging the rising cost of living. That's, right. Yeah. So, they're charging California prices for the apartments, mm-hmm. but the salaries don't match, match that. Yeah. So, I, don't I mean, know. we had I had a house that I rented out in 12th South, adorable home, but it was older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there was like five girls, and they were like teachers, and they were all splitting the rent on this house <laughs> because, I mean, otherwise they couldn't afford it. It's crazy. And they wanted to be in a nice area. And they Probably. wanted to be in a nice area. Yeah. And they all worked, you know, in Davidson County schools and. So they needed to be close by, and it was just like, I couldn't live with, like, five women. Well, not at this age. I did that when I was younger, and when I was a flight attendant, that's what you do. You have a crash pad, and you split a tiny apartment with, like, five other 
I read this article. Yeah, I'm interrupting you right now. No, it's okay. It just hit me. I read this article the other day from Southwest, like Southwest agents. Yeah. That like they only get paid for the time they're in the air. Yeah. From the time that the the door closes to the time that the door opens. So what? all the time to get to the gate, all the time during boarding, all of that, and You're not unboarded. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's bizarre. Doors closed, doors open. No, That's I feel like it. the second that like you walk onto the airport premises. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's like and I guess in. it's probably hard to manage that, mm-hmm. but maybe give some sort of an allowance there. But also like what happens if you're just sitting and then you have to deplane and then you you know because that happens too. You're not paid. No, no, no. That's Mm-mm. ridiculous. Honestly, that's why I got out of it. I. So in, in like the airline industry, you have to be a flight attendant for a certain amount of years. It's all based off seniority. And once you hit a certain amount of years is when you really start seeing a decent paycheck. And then once you have that seniority is when you can start getting more of those international flights. That's where the money is. Because if you can start getting on an international flight, then you are paid for, say, Say you fly to London and that flight is only however many hours. You're really paid for your whole entire time there. You're paid for like the three days that you're there because flight attendants can't just go on a 12-hour flight and then stop getting paid and then wake up and work the next day. There has to be an amount of buffer days. So those international flights, they come with more money, they come with more days, they're longer trips, but you only have to work like two or three international flights a month to make like maybe what, or, you know, more than like what a domestic uh, flight attendant is making. And they're having to do tons of flights. I was so shocked by that. I yeah. was like, oh my gosh. Like these yeah. and they put up with so much. Like it will <sighs> it, it is a humbling job and it will teach you how to deal with every single type of personality that there is. But um it I don't know. I think some people are great at it and they can just really let a lot of that stuff roll off their shoulders. But I think it also explains a lot, like, why there's, like, you don't see them, like, screwing around Mm-mm. between flights, like, in the airport. Because, well, why would you? They're there to get in and out, and they're not paid for that time. So why do they want to hang out in the airport? No, and also you're exhausted. Yeah. I have to say, like, when I was a flight attendant, I my body took such a beating because mm-hmm. you're constantly going up in the air. You're dehydrated. You're bloated. And then you come back down. And you're, like, starving and sleep-deprived. And then it's just, I remember my body took such a beating. And I was finally like, I can't do this. Like, it's it's just not for me. I think there are some, my brother-in-law, he's a flight attendant. Um, and he just he just has that personality for it. He can do it. He's, like, you know, yeah. fly by the seat of his pants. He doesn't have, like, you know, kids yet and stuff like that. So yeah. he's fine. But yeah. me, mm. no. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't remember what led us to that. But speaking of California and <laughs> Southernisms. Um, okay. So something we do in the South is when you take a family. And I'm only bringing this up because fall break's coming. So we know it's going to happen. We're going to see these on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. 
in the South, when we take a beach vacation or where I'm from, uh, my childhood best friend did this for people, is families will go to the beach. They will have their all white outfits and they will have their <laughs> beach photos and their all white outfits at the beach. At the beach. Now, is this something that Californians do? Like, or is this like truly a Southern thing? I, we never did it. Um, I know, like, going to, like, friends' houses, I would see, like, family photos of them, like, all in white running. (laughs) They were never on the beach, though. They were, like, running through a a field or they were on a grassy area. So we have a lot of fields here. So maybe that's why they do it at the beach. Yeah. And then vice versa in California. I don't think it was as big of a thing, though. No. It is Mm -mm. such a big thing here. No. See, in my mind, it doesn't, like, it's not something I think about for the South. I think of that as, like, more like Nantucket. Very, like. they're wanting to be Nantucket, but they are not (laughs) Nantucket. (laughs) Or, like, the Hamptons. You know what I mean? Like, that's what comes to my mind for me. They're way too rich to be taking white, white outfit beach photos. I no bet way. they. I bet there's a few that have them. Um, I, I feel like if you go few. to the Hamptons and you try to do that, they're going to be like, "You definitely don't belong here. <laughs> You're so cheap." I love the Hamptons. I've, I've never been. been, but I want to go so bad. I went. I had the opportunity to go when I was like 13 years old. My best friend, <clears throat> her family went every single year, and they would actually do beach camping. This was not. We were not staying in some fancy beach house, but we were beach camping, and the Hamptons do it right. Like they have beautiful beaches but their beach camping is the most luxurious thing i've ever seen and every campsite is perfectly manicured and it had um it had like a concrete pad where you would put the tent or whatever you want to put on there and the perfect little you know fire pit and then there was like a community of every night everyone knew to, to put on the on their little bonfire and it was just such a fun thing and then during the day, everyone walks down to the ice cream store that is like this pristine, perfect oh. little beach town ice cream store. I mean, and I remember weirdly the weekend we were there, Paul Simon and President Clinton were in town. Really? Yeah. Huh. It was a weird weekend. But I want to go. I want to go to the Hamptons. You would love it. So bad. You I just don't it. know that my husband would be on board for that. Um but he yeah, would love it. I need a house in the Hamptons. Doesn't he like to go to the beach? No, my husband's like is as white as that wall. He does not. He wants to be in the mountains and like with. He only goes to the beach for me. You know what I mean? Because it's my thing. Mm-hmm. But if he had his way, he would be hiding away in a mountain, living off the land. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a mountain man. He's a mountain man. Okay, well I get that. I mean. Matt's Matt could go either way. I would say Matt probably prefers the mountains, but I I have already told Matt though I want to go to Nantucket. I want to do that as well. So we had discussed doing that for my birthday this year, mm-hmm. but going to Nantucket it's a whole thing. Like you either go and you stay, like, or you have to take like the ferry over, and it just like it was going to be too much. Um, but I want to do I want to do Nantucket so bad do you follow justin anderson no okay justin anderson does an epic van trip every single year and he always points out where he is 
and it's just oh so he spends a month there he spends a whole month it's a lot of money it's expensive yeah well i think he's got a lot of money but i'm just looking for i'm gonna need you to pop this baby out and then (laughs) we can all just go hand it over to matt (laughs) and you and i will just go to nantucket i am totally down for that because well one it'll be a lot cheaper if we don't have to bring everyone else I don't want my family. I want to enjoy do, it more. I want to do the Nantucket experience, and I feel like I'm not going to get that from my husband because he's going to like make those like little comments or. Well, there's not just the like the going to Nantucket and doing all the things that Nantucket is. It is you have to dress, correct for Nantucket. My husband's not going to dress for Nantucket. The shorts in Nantucket They're are be extremely short, short. Mm-hmm. and. Yeah. I just don't know if the men are up for it. Yeah, it's just all the more reason we just head off. By I know ourselves. a girl's trip to Nantucket. I'm totally down. Oh my goodness. I know. Um, okay, so Beach Town selling the OC. Mm-hmm. I have a burning question yeah. inside of me, and it is: if they are selling these Cabo, so you know, if the brothers, Oppenheim brothers, have these listings right, and they want their agents. To bring the buyer, right? Like, they're not asking their agents to list these properties. Because it's a development that they already... Right. Yeah. So, what does that split look like? I think it's... How far did you get in selling the OC? Because I'm probably going to be jumping ahead by... You go ahead and jump ahead. Okay. Because... Well, I finished it. <laughs> you finished it. I said, like, catch up, not go all the way to the finish line. I know. I couldn't help it one day. I just was. Oh, my I couldn't gosh. stop. I'm going to. I'll go back and rewatch. No, it's I won't okay. jump I mean, too far. No, I'll just catch up. I was trying to slow down. No, Jeez. I know. I know. I made you feel bad. Um, No. Uh, so. No, wait a second. I'm getting confused now. It's not in this season. This is from season one of Selling the OC because when I finished the episode, the last episode, it rolled right into season one, episode one. And I didn't realize I was watching episode one. I just kept watching and I was like, wait a second, I've already seen this. So anyway, this is where this quote came from. They were talking about commission and they were saying they had the opportunity to go tour this I want to say it was a $105 million home. And good lord. The commission on that home for the buyer's agent was 3%. And that's disgusting. It's disgusting. And the agents in the in selling the OC were like that's unheard of. In this price range, it's typically 1%. And I was wondering, so maybe that's what we're talking about when we're looking at these luxury these these are like these multi million dollar. Well, I don't know because when you look at um, million dollar listing, when you watch that show and they'll put out the commission that they've made, and mm-hmm. I'll go back and look at that, and I'm like, oh yeah, it was three percent. In California, I did a referral one time, and I when I got my commission, I was like, what is this? Why is this so much more than what I expected? Mm-hmm. And it's because their commission was higher than what we charge out here. Yeah. Or what I charge. Their overall stay, commission. You know, compliant here. Yes. Um, yeah, like what they're charging is more than kind of what what we do around here. Yeah. And I so I was very thrown off by that, but I'm just like, 
you know, are they the Oppenheim group? Is it like a 70 30 split? Is it 60 40? Is it 50 50? Like, I feel like I think it's I think it's like a 70 30. Isn't that crazy, though? It's insane. But I mean, they're still walking away. I mean, a lot of them, like if you look at the when it does say commission amount, it'll say it's usually something over $100,000. But if you think about the price of the home, I mean, does it matter? It doesn't. No, but it's it doesn't eat some of sometimes it doesn't even equal 1%. Oh, you think that's what it sometimes sometimes the commission that they throw up on the screen that it's going to be for the agent selling this 20 million dollar home sometimes the math doesn't make up the math doesn't math the math doesn't math i'm like wait a second shouldn't they be making more than that even if it wasn't three percent even if it was two percent or whatever it still Mm -hmm. seems really low and so i think what they're doing is they take the oppenheim cut out of there I think they I think they make more but the commission that they throw up on the screen is is significantly less. So they've got to be doing Oppenheim group is taking a huge cut. Like a huge huge right. huge cut. I don't know. I was just wondering how that how that was going to work with those Cabo that Cabo development which by the way you don't need a real estate license. I saw that. You just need a work visa. Do you want to be a real estate Yes, I do. (laughs) I don't know where you even... Do we just, like, take a flight? You just apply for a work visa. Okay, so we apply for a work visa. I don't know the rest. We fly to to Cabo. We show up. And we're just like, we're here. We're ready to go. Let's do the thing. Yeah. Let's just sell some stuff. What does that contract even look like? Yeah, like, knows. that's the scary part. Like, what does that contract even look like if there's no uh, real yeah. estate agents? No, I mean, there's real estate agents. You just don't have to be licensed. But, like, so th- I guess there's no governing entity over real estate agents. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's a fun free-for-all, and I would someone fly me down there Puerto Vallarta, if you're listening and you can make this happen, that's where I'd prefer to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'll definitely, like, real estate it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was an agent the other day on one of the groups that was talking about, um, it was such, like, a passive comment, but um, he was like, I have a client looking for this mega home in California this kind of style has to have this many bedrooms it was obviously in the millions this is what this client wanted he had seen everything on the mls and he went to this huge group and was like does anyone have anything from this humongous group and so this one lady she um commented um i don't have anything in california but if they're open to um I forget, it was somewhere like in England. If they're open to this, I do have this castle on the market. What? It was a $40 million castle. castle? It oh had my like gosh. 25 bedrooms. How cool is that though? I just, like the comments, like after she posted it, people were like, wow, wow. How do you even break How into do that you get market? A castle? Yeah. I want to list a castle. Like, what? Well, she works for a brokerage that apparently has a castle division. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, I guess that's how you know you're in Europe, right? Because we don't have castles over here. Why no. don't we have castles? I don't know. They weren't doing that back in the... Well, no. I mean, there's there's a castle back home. Is there? In Adelaide's Castle. It's... Aww. Yeah. Like, it was... It's pretty cool. Um, there's a the, castle That's at the gardens that I was telling you about. Um, there's a castle in Dixon. Someone built a guest house that looked like a castle. Have you seen that listing? Yes, it's over by the interstate. I pass it all the time, and I'm like, did they really? No, it's not Dixon. It's it's Williamson County. Yeah, it's on that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like looking, and I'm like, did they really build a castle out there by their house? And they did. They did. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, why don't we have castles like they have in Europe? Well, those castles are a lot older. America's history doesn't go back that far, and that's what they were building at the time: castles, castles so and huts. Cool. I want a castle. <laughs> I want a castle. <laughs> Is there like a different division we could do for Blue Door that's like <laughs> Tennessee related? <laughs> uh, barn Dominiums. <gasps> yes, this is our Barn Dominium division. <laughs> we specialize in barnos. Um, hey, I'm going to withhold my, <laughs> my, my. Oh, wait, my you ideas. don't like Barn Dominiums? I mean, I'm not. I don't hate them. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what other division we could have because that would that would literally be it. Farmhouse, farmhouse division. Like mm-hmm. everybody has the Modern now farmhouse. everybody has the white farmhouse. I know. And I'm like, your house now looks like everybody else's, and there's nothing. And then I love when they pop up on the market, and the agent will put custom built farmhouse, and I'm like. There's nothing custom about this. It looks like everybody else's house. It's the same plan that everyone found off of buildingplans.com. Yes. And they gave to their builder. And it's yes. the same, and they got same thing. The white farmhouse sink and the white backsplash and the... I could just go on. It's not custom anymore, guys. Give me something different. Give me something different. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Like Bring back the brick. Bring back... Yeah, you know what I'm brick? super into right now is like the mid-century, mm-hmm. the modern mid-century style. So the uber modern homes that are going in is that, or that's no, not even like, like think seventies. Okay, yeah, seventies style. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You like that the but sunken you know, living room? Yeah, the sunken <laughs> living room. I love the furniture. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but then also I have this weird thing where. We lived in this house in this neighborhood, right? And all of these homes were built in the 50s. Mm-hmm. So by like the 60s, 70s, you know there was been like a bunch of kids running around this neighborhood and riding their bikes and all the neighbors knew each other. And I mean, because all of them had really lived there. I mean, the woman before us was the one who had built that house. She was the original owner, same across the street, same next door. So mm-hmm. like they had all built these relationships and their families and their kids grew up together. And I was like, I want to go back to that time you know and I would just sit out there sometimes and I'm like oh but there were like kids running around and like you know neighbors talking to each yeah. other and now I'm like I don't even know who this neighbor is I don't even know what their name is I know no one talks to each other no anymore, each other anymore. no and in New Jersey the style of home was what they called Tudor style and we had a couple homes um, when we were living there that one of them particular it was a brown house we call we literally called it the brown house and the other house we lived in was the blue house but it was like a box kind of like a 
yeah, it was literally like a box, but it had the top portion of the house was white. And then it had kind of those, that trim that was brown, like mm-hmm. they do in Tudor style. Yeah. It was, I mean, it wasn't like the, you know, this beautiful Tudor home, but it was Tudor-esque. But a lot of that, <laughs> a, a lot of that in that, in that town where we live was, it was called Sparta. Um, they had that style and everyone like all the kids knew each other on the on you know in our neighborhood friends would come to my door and knock and Roxanne come out to play like all the moms knew each other on the same street um I feel like it's kind of a dying it's a dying I always see these these posts on like our local groups and they're like do you know who this person was? They came and knocked on my door. And I'm like, just answer the door and speak to them. <laughs> I know. I mean, what happened to, like, get to know your neighbor? Well, I think it's when it's someone that you don't know and with, like, everyone having a camera nowadays. But what if I moved into the neighborhood and I just wanted to go next door and say hi and, like, meet my neighbor? I would be yeah. on the hip pages and they would be like who is this crazy lady no, i know. You know it goes over the edge now now yeah. people are super paranoid and they just are like get off my property um which i will have to say like i'm we're a little bit like that but it's just because we like i don't know our neighborhood just doesn't have that vibe like our driveway right. is long mm-hmm. so like people have to like hike up the hill to get to us and you're like if I'm coming over with a pie I'm probably not gonna you know it's like the neighborhoods like the neighborhoods have to be a little bit more like you can see everyone's driveway and front door within you know 20 feet and and that's kind of like where I grew up was we lived in such a big subdivision I mean there was like four phases Mm -hmm. and we were all in like half acre lots yeah but it was like flat and, you know, like easy to get to, easy to get to. And we're all yeah. next to each other. And so like we did all know our neighbors and there were yeah. like tons of kids outside playing. And I miss that. And I want that for my kids so bad. But they're just not going to have that growing up. Here. I know. I know. And we even said the other day, like Matt was like, <laughs> he was just like on the front porch. And Carson was just like, play with me, play with me, play with me, you know, just <laughs> all day long. And um I think Matt was just kind of, he had had enough Legos for the day. And he was like, man, I just wish there were some kids in this neighborhood. Yeah. We could just send them to the next door neighbor. But, you know, it's just like not the same. It's not the same. Mm -mm. I'd love to like have my kids out in the street playing with. Yeah. Go play in the road. I know. You know, can't do that. Yeah. When it gets dark, come home. Come home. That's what we did. (laughs) Yeah. My mom had no idea where I was. Mm -mm. My kids don't have that luxury because we at their location on every device well you have to now there's also that i don't know if anything's changed or we're just more aware yeah but it does also feel like there are more like the creeps and the weirdos just abound more they're coming or out we only more. really know about that because social media well there's that yeah there we is always had too. to just depend on the news yeah and we don't have to depend on that anymore because now we have social media so it's like mm-hmm. i feel like we're just more aware I would like to live in an oblivious world again. Oh, I would love it. I I kind of try to. Like, I don't turn on the news. I, I, I don't, really don't. I don't watch the news. Either. I don't watch it. We don't have cable anymore. Like, we got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just stay away because I know if something is super important, I'm going to find out about it. It's going to land on social it's media. It's going to land, or someone's yeah. going to tell me, or something like that. Yeah. But all the other fluff, I don't need to listen to 
on a daily basis to just yeah. get down about and pissed off about. Frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Well, I think that was a good conversation. This was kind of a dump episode again because we did a two for this week. Just kind of sometimes just kind of roll with the random thoughts and Gotta facts. Gotta just catch up with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not be too structured, which I like that we can do. We can just kind of... Freedom to do what we want. Sit down and do what we want. So um, we're aiming for some really cool guests. Stay tuned, mm-hmm. of course. Um, if we can convince one who is like gung-ho that she doesn't want to come on here, Barbara. Um, uh, so... <laughs> Oh, I want her to come on. I think the world would love her. The world would love Barbara. Yeah, so can we like bribe her with something? I've tried. <laughs> I've tried. So anyways, but we do have some cool, fun, upcoming things. Um, if you listen to this and you haven't given us a five star review, please go do that. It would mean the world to us. Also hit the subscribe button. Mm-hmm. And if that's on Apple or Spotify, if you're not an Apple person, you can go on Spotify and you can also rate and review there too. And you can find us on Instagram at the Nashville Darlings. Yeah. Give us a follow. Bye y'all. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of the Nashville Darlings, please subscribe and find us on Instagram at the Nashville Darlings. <laughs>